Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the John Sanchez Show podcast. The following program is sponsored by Sanchez Wealth Management. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Further information is available by contacting John at SanchezWealthManagement.com or by calling 800-1801. John Sanchez is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through independent financial Group LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Securities only offered in states John Sanchez is registered in. Now, the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt. I am lucky enough to be joined by one Aaron Clark of Edge Realty tonight to discuss all things real estate. How you doing, Aaron? Good. How are you? Uh, wonderful. I'm always happy when uh, I get to uh, talk talk about all these things that's going on in this market with you, my friend. It is always a pleasure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show tonight. Absolutely. So uh, we'll kind of do a little walkthrough of what happened today in the markets, et cetera. And then uh, after that, Aaron and I were going to, you know, uh, looked earlier. There's 3 million people holding uh, what was uh, deemed an active real estate license in the U.S. And he and I are going to sort of go through and pick his brain a little bit on, uh, you know, given all the changes that we've seen in, in homes and how to buy them and how to sell them, what does he think sort of in the pros seat uh, are necessary uh, when you're looking for someone to represent you in, you know, one of the larger purchases that you ever make? So I think it's going to be a pretty interesting show, and, and I'm super excited to dig into it. But we did have a nice green market today. We had the Dow that closed up 193 points or 0.61% to 31,774. The S&P was higher by 26 points or 0.66% to 4,006. And the NASDAQ up 70 points or 0.60%. 11862. Uh, gold now trading uh, up about a dollar here in the new session, 1721, and oil trading right at 83. Uh, it was higher by about uh, a percent and a half, uh, almost 2% uh, earlier in the day, but uh, closed just uh, you know right around that uh, 82, uh, 83 and change level. But yeah, we're right here at 83 now. Um, and, and you know that obviously is one of the big focal points uh, for the markets right now is oil price prices, um, as well as interest rates, right? This morning, we had the European Central Bank that raised rates by 75 basis points, uh, which was expected. It was certainly on the more aggressive side of expected, but expected nonetheless. And from a reaction standpoint, we have the two-year now trading at 351. Uh, the 10-year is at 332. So, uh, you know, interest rates uh, uh, gave us a, a bit of respite, but, you know, we're starting to see uh, continued strength in rates, certainly because of the ECB, uh, and also sort of, you know, we had Fed uh, Chair Powell out today at the Cato Institute saying that the Fed is committed again uh, to restoring price stability and will keep that 
at it until the job is done is his quote, essentially saying uh, hire for longer um, and, you know, better get used to it. So I think those are the, you know, kind of big starting points for tonight in terms of a stronger market, which we mentioned the path of least resistance off that 3,900 level, uh, if we were able to hold, was most definitely higher, um, just given how oversold the markets are. But uh, now that we've got that, you know, three three and a third rate on the 10-year and, uh, you know, three and a half rate on the two, I'm sort of going to jump right over to Aaron and at least give a, a bit of a 10,000-foot view on, on what's going on in uh, his real estate world right now, given, you know, rates and 30-year rates uh, with a firm six handle on them. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to see uh, sellers that are aligning pricing more with interest rate increases for buyers coming down to more of reasonable numbers where we're starting to see some action on those those homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also still seeing a lot of resistance on the seller side where they're still trying to get January through March numbers on their <laughs> homes. And so they just continue to sit with no showings and nothing really going on. So to be competitive, you know, price and demand, right? Yeah. So got to bring that price down. So the ones that are doing so, they're getting action. A lot of my listings, I've noticed a little bit of an uptick after Labor Day. Whenever in our market, for those people that are listening that have experienced our market for a while now, um, you know, we hit that Labor Day school going back in session kind of slowdown that happens no matter what economy or market we're in. And when the weather stays nice through Labor Day, it's a slow weekend because <laughs> hmm. everybody's out enjoying the lake. Yeah. One last hoorah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so we saw some, some pickup this week um, after the, the holiday for sure. Uh, so, you know, I mean, still kind of the same, though, overall. I mean, buyers are still being careful and sellers just are still trying to understand what price point they need to be at to get things to move. So uh, you touched on the holiday aspect, right? I mean, historically, you know, kind of where I grew up, uh, uh, stock market-wise, you know, the summer was always the sleepy time. Everything slowed down. Uh Uh, Markets were quiet, not a lot of volume. Well, uh, that's no longer the case, uh, right, where it seems like chaos happens during the summer and probably a function of low liquidity, but uh, you definitely get that action. Uh, have you found uh, that you've seen, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been a bit of an anomaly, but, you know, I think everything's changing. Uh, uh, have you seen sort of the normal lulls that you see, you know, you mentioned Labor Day, et cetera, but is that starting to change a bit where it's a bit more dynamic just given technology, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty early to tell with the economic impact of that structure that we've sort of adopted through the seasonality of things and things like that. But, um, you know, I mean, just naturally in the summer, when people are buying, they are out shopping and they're viewing a property in person and it stays light until, you know, 9 p.m. So we kind of double our work day, if you will. And then in the winter, when it gets dark at 5, those people that work till 5 end up seeing stuff on the weekend. So there is still the seasonality of everything. But, um, yeah, we're definitely seeing with technologies and things like that and people being able to do virtual tours that there's still some action happening that isn't necessarily requiring them to be in person. So there's definitely an increase in that world. So, uh, you know, on the virtual tour side, you know, one of the questions that I had for you kind of to kick things off is uh, 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 are realtors, uh, you know, folks uh, 
uh, in your seat there. Uh, would you say that, you know, the tech savvy uh, uh, person is uh, in a much, much better spot now uh, than maybe someone who's a little more antiquated, given all of the changes that you're seeing? Do you see more success with the more tech heavy uh, uh, folks in your industry? Yeah, I mean, definitely over time. Um we have seen a huge uptick, especially with out-of-state buyers coming and mm-hmm. needing to buy something, and maybe they can't get away. So they're able to utilize those tools that agents are using, like the Matterport. We've talked about this. Yeah. Um, the, does the 3D imaging, virtual tours, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I mean, most people still, they're never going to make that type of a purchase without being there in person at least once before we write that offer but it has helped it's helped take the approach more from a shotgun approach to a sniper approach and that we're looking more at quality stuff and getting rid of stuff through the technology so that we're only focusing on good quality as opposed to looking at things that we can obviously rule out using a satellite image or a virtual tour or something like that so you can, yeah, I mean, so that makes a lot of sense. You can, you could probably make the uh, final meeting a heck of a lot more fruitful. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, and, and I know you said never, and you said this last time too, and I wanted to, stre- you know, touch on it. Obviously, Matterport, um, you know, the 3D walkthroughs and things. Uh, do you see a world where, you know, VR, AI, you know, virtual reality, AI, driven um from a selection standpoint uh why can't you uh throw goggles on at your house in connecticut and get the exact same feel of uh, (laughs) walking through a home aside from some of the nausea obviously of the motion um because you can you know uh, those cameras are probably you know uh, darn near as accurate as your eyeballs are going to be uh do you see a world where it gets there where you know more homes are bought sight unseen physically but certainly sightseen through a lens sure there's a natural turnover that will take place through time um and then you know in our industry there's definitely the motto of um you can't teach an old dog new tricks that there Mm -hmm. are some people out there that are very resistant to those types of things and and a lot of it is just because we're trying to keep the quality of the industry to um, help buyers in a situation as well as sellers really feel comfortable. You, you've probably heard the term we've talked about on the show, buyer's remorse and seller's remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what we do in getting a person to the property is ensuring that we're not going to step in it later on in the process. <laughs> so yes, those are all tools where people are going to probably start feeling a little more comfortable because they're buying cars online and they're buying their food online and they're buying everything else online. Um, but there's still nothing, in my opinion, that is the same of smelling the smells, feeling the feels, walking through it when you're making a half a million dollar plus purchase. So I don't know that we'll get too far away from that in person, but again, it's a great tool to decide if your RV is going to fit without being there in person, you know? Perfect. Uh, well, many more questions for you uh, when we get back uh, from the break, my friend. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt. I'm joined by Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. Today, the Dow closed up 
193 points or 0.61%, 31,774. The S&P closed up 26 points or 0.66% to 4,006. And the NASDAQ up 70 points or 0.60%, 11,862. Gold trade in 17,22 last and oil in the new session here, 83.12 down half a percent. We did have uh, the two-year today that closed uh, at the 350 level, currently at 351, and the 10-year at 332. Got uh, economic numbers today, and part of the reason for you know some of the bumpy and finally happy market by the end of the day is you had initial jobless claims uh, that decreased by 6,000. They came in at 222,000. Uh, consensus was at 246,000. That's the lowest level of initial claims since late May. Um, And continuing claims are right around 1.47 million, which was broadly in line with what expectations were. But, you know, the tight labor market continues to be uh, uh, just, you know, a a headwind for the Fed, uh, despite everything that they uh, have been trying to do to slow things down. We did get natural gas inventories today that showed a build of 54 uh, BCF. Um, It's a little bit lower than the last week, but we had crude inventories that showed a build of 8.8 million barrels versus a draw of 3.3 million uh, a week ago. So, uh, you know, certainly would be helpful for lower oil prices as far as the build is concerned. And prices did come off of their highs, uh, but still closed green for the day. Uh, the energy sector was sort of stuck right in the middle as far as the markets were concerned. Uh, most of the strength was coming from financials, given what rates were doing, uh, health care because of a slew of positive news, and technology. Uh, the real laggers today were utilities, consumer staples, communication services. But overall, a uh, good day for the markets. Um, hopefully we get a, a, a little bit of follow-through uh, tomorrow. But... Talking with Aaron, we were going through obviously some of you know technology, virtual reality, uh, you name it. You know, clearly he uh, 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 you know thinks that uh, given the size of the purchase, uh, it's going to take a long time for buyers uh, to sort of embrace fully the the you know augmented reality view of uh, a home tour, um, which I definitely uh, understand and can can agree with. Other than unless you can get like smells or something where you walk through the. You know, the, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the kitchen or the dog, you know, closet or so on and so forth. Um, but sticking with the technology theme, like, have you guys seen anyone, um, you know, sort of uh, approaching you, talking to you, uh, again, saying sort of in the technology nerdery around, you know, different ways for, you know, purchasing homes via some of the NFT conversation or anything along those lines? Those are non-fungible tokens, right? Uh, instead of all the paperwork and litany of uh, back and forth that we do, uh, title insurance, you name it, you know, have you at least, you know, cause you guys see a lot of sort of what is coming down the pike, not necessarily here yet, but are you starting to hear more about that or is it still sort of pretty far out on the horizon? There's a lot of people that are trying to utilize, um, one-offs to prove the compatibility with these new ideas like NFTs are using cryptocurrencies to purchase real estate. There's been a lot of talk of, you know, blockchain environment sort of smart contract. Yep. Yeah. Sort of, you know, making escrow companies obsolete. But the thing is, is, I mean, we've seen so many things come forth over the last, you know, couple 20, 30 years now with really the, the presence of real estate being pushed through the internet cycle 
that have come out and sort of tried to re rewrite the the way things are done and it just it's it's interesting because people will always default back to what they know and so unless they can create such an environment that is so easy for people to slip into i just think it's going to be really hard to change the way it's done it's sort of like for me it would be similar to when apple released the the first smartphone mm-hmm. you know that was a that was a huge jump in technology but the the scale at which it happened was very user friendly it was very easy to adopt and for people to get used to and and approach it in you know the app system and getting their banking and all that and so we we were easily able to be pushed into it i think something like that would have to come forth in such a way that people kind of naturally adopt it and we go look you've been doing it the whole time and they go oh yeah i guess i have oh, yeah. maybe i can buy a house this way i've been buying a car this way and i've been paying my my some of my bills with my crypto that sort of thing mm-hmm. i think we'll see more of it in that environment but yeah it's it's been slow as an uptick for people taking it and saying okay i'm going to run with this new idea um and, and it's the same with the virtual reality stuff one of the issues that we're seeing right now and and there are companies out there working on it is even when you're trying to do that my son has one of those uh uh oculus, oculus or whatever yeah, yeah. Right, and i've too. tried it and it's it's a throw up <laughs> yeah, but it's still not the, – the graphics and the quality still isn't quite there. And there's a sure. company uh, – I know NVIDIA, they're working on it. I'm kind of a nerd, so I pay attention to all the technology stuff. They're working on these uh, realities where you couldn't tell if you mm-hmm. just opened your eyes and didn't know you had goggles on. You wouldn't be able to tell if you're in the real world or the virtual real world because the HD quality is that high. But the the computing takes so much that I mean we might have to wait till you know quantum computing becomes something that's more of a real thing, you know, to see something of that detail. But it's insane the scale that you know PCs etc. have gone through. Sure, so we just uh, uh, one of the assistants in the office. We just ordered a new computer for him. Uh, it's the fastest computer in our shop. And again, I'm a nerd too, you know, always how much Ram and speed and video and, you know, graphic, uh, this thing is like, (laughs) it's literally like, uh, you know, two iPhone maxes wide and, you know, too deep. It is, uh, it is the smallest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's a computer. Um, and sort of to your point, the processing power, uh, and the needs, uh, are, 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 they're coming up fast, right? And, and yes. you know, we talked about NVIDIA, et cetera, AMD, and so on and so forth. And these guys are uh, uh, their next path, right, as they've eaten through, you know, server speed and things. Is that sort of VR, AR uh, world uh, to create sort of the next cycle? Um, and it is. It's it's something that's going to be uh, – uh, it will be game-changing uh, when it happens. And it seems like real estate is like that uh, – market yes. that certainly from the optical standpoint uh, lends itself very well to something like that. Yeah, if they can get it down, it's going to be a game changer for sure. Cool. So uh, what I'm going to do when we come back to the break, I'm going to try my best for you to not, you know, 
put yourself into career suicide and blow up all the people that you do work with. But <laughs> I want to see if you can, you know, kind of think of some of the areas in the day-to-day uh, of the process for a, a client buying a home that maybe there could be some uh, uh, inefficiencies that technology would help solve, like I said, smart contracts, et cetera, be it title insurance, be it escrow, you name it. And what could be some areas that, you know, investors uh, like people who are on this show or who are looking for companies that may be good in some of these things uh, could keep an eye out, you know, so as you're uh, 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 very, very smart to know that there's got to be some some areas that are ripe for efficiency. uh, uh, Maybe it's coming. So. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt. I'm joined by Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. Today, the Dow closed up 0.61%. The S&P was higher by 0.66%. And the NASDAQ was up 0.60%. For the year, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 12.6%. The S&P 500 is down 16%. The Russell 2000 small caps down 17.7%, and the NASDAQ down 24.2% for the year. So uh, heavy markets, but uh, we've had two green days in a row. Uh, Let's hope uh, we can make it three. Um, So when we were uh, going into the break, Aaron and I were discussing uh, technology and sort of what uh, separates uh, uh, one agent from another um, in terms of tech savvy, et cetera, and sort of some of the changes that are coming down the line and being able to, uh, uh, you know, efficiently use those changes to, to help buyers and sellers uh, uh, make a massive decision. Um, and, you know, in the in that lane, uh, and again, not trying to put them in a bad spot, but are there areas uh, that you know, kind of homeowners or potential homeowners are dealing with now that you think uh, uh, some of these more sort of new wave technologies could help sort of solve some you know uh, uh, some things that are there because they've always been there. I'm one that uh, absolutely can't stand uh, the box checker uh, or uh, someone who's sort of, oh, well, it's always been that way. So uh, that's always, yeah. you know, kind of ripe for innovation. And so are there areas of the market that you think uh, innovation could uh, uh, help uh, potentially uh, create some uh, efficiencies? Yeah, there's definitely areas, and some of them are, are going to be very basic. Um, so some of the basic things, which kind of go along with the VR stuff that we were talking about, is we're seeing more and more realtors that are showing property by themselves so that mm-hmm. they're doing like a virtual showing where they actually are on FaceTime or Zoom or something like that with a client and walking through the home and pausing when there's areas that somebody wants to see more detail of because they can't be there. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a thing that's sort of changed recently. And we're seeing a lot more than that. I myself have done that many times for buyers because they can't come out for two weeks or a week or a weekend or whatever. And something hits that they think is the one. So I'll Mm -hmm. do the showing for them. Um, Along with that, with the availability of, uh, you know, 4K cameras on our phones and right. 60 frame per second refresh rate, you can get quite a bit of understanding from that to help them decide whether or not proceed to proceed, especially if they've already started looking in a specific neighborhood or with a specific builder or something like that. So they're familiar with the area. So they don't necessarily need to be there for that specific house because they've been looking in that neighborhood yeah. or something like that. So they're a little more flexible on that. Um, we're seeing one, one of the more efficient ways I can see that 
improvement is coming slowly that will probably gain a little more momentum is when we input a listing on MLS, there is a lot of, you only have these five options, choose one Mm -hmm. for different criteria related to the home. And because home materials are changing, processes are changing, technology is changing, we would really appreciate having some more flexibility on inputting things on the listing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for example, if I put a photo of your living room on the MLS, it's pretty easy to find the one option, which is living room. But if let's say it's kind of your living room and a staircase, um, I can't put stairs to the second floor to help you understand what you're looking at. You know what I mean? I can only yeah. put living room or stairs. That's it. Right. So, you know, they sound minuscule, but they actually help solve a lot of the back and forth calls of trying to help people understand things. Um, the other one that's sort of creeping up is uh, AI algorithm filters. Yeah. So you, you, we all notice it on social media. Um, the more you look at certain topics, the more information you get about those topics, the more recommendations, things like that. If you talk about going on a vacation to Hawaii with your friend, all of a sudden you start seeing a bunch of ads for Hawaii, right? right? Something that's, you know, more along the lines of when a buyer is searching for property, as they start looking at certain things and avoiding other things, that algorithm changing, we're seeing that a little bit in some of the big brand third-party sites like Zillow. Okay. Okay. Um, And do they give you that information? Do they give you that information as an agent? Okay. No, it doesn't give us the information, but it helps a buyer. So right now, a buyer hitting the market who, let's say, might have been looking in January, February, March and saw hardly anything because rates mm-hmm. were so low and the inventory was so low. Now they're seeing too much. You know, it's like going to a restaurant that has a menu with 50 pages <laughs> on it. And you don't know what to eat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you just so, stall out in the appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then they got, the, the waiter comes and you're like, dude, I need another hour to decide <laughs> what I'm going to eat. Right. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things where. Um, it's helping, it, it would help buyers to eliminate things that they probably shouldn't look at um, and help them stay focused on what they should based upon how their search has been. Because it's really easy to get that FOMO. You find the one that you really love, and mm-hmm. when you're in an environment where it, there's one and you have an hour to decide or it's gone, now there's 20 and you can wait two weeks and it'll probably be cheaper. Sure. So you have that FOMO thing that's kind of kicking in with people. So those are kind of a couple of the the main ones um we're seeing a lot of ai and computerized diagnosis or diagnostic diagnostics in appliances and um newer technologies and like uh instant water heaters and things like that so when inspectors look at them it tells them if there's something wrong things like that yeah, and so that was actually going to be my next question is smart home stuff, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Everyone calls it a smart home. Uh, uh, are you seeing more homes now that are listed that to you as you go through them are like, wow, this actually is integrated, not like, hey, I have Wi-Fi, but like, you know, the, the refrigerators that have the stuff for, you know, or is that still too sort of new where, you know, a buyer's not going to be all that excited about the fact that you can, you know, your fridge is smart enough to tell you that uh, you need eggs, right? Uh, or is that starting to be something, right, that younger buyers are interested in? And I want a house, you know, you talked before about sort of the, you know, uh, 
uh, 3D uh, printed homes. But, you know, uh, are those types of technologies uh, appetizing to buyers? Um, and uh, does anyone have a good way of sort of, you know, like you said, uh, there's no living room uh, stairs option. Clearly, the MLS probably doesn't have a, uh, you know, a, a self-ordering fridge option either. Like, <laughs> no, they uh, is that something that people are starting to ask for or is it still pretty early and a, a neat to have but not a an ask it's pretty it, well it's it's early in uh in an older generation buyers i think mm-hmm. as as a majority not saying that that there aren't older generation buyers that are into that stuff mm-hmm. um it's primarily with the younger generation buyers who mm-hmm. have sort of automated everything they're automating their bills they're automating their their apps on their phone they're automating their uh, you know lights and things like that and now a lot of these these uh different sorts of automations can be purchased even in a rental and then taken with you sure. so they're more interested in that stuff um but it, it's an interesting balance. I don't know if the listeners and as well as you have saw the article where when California was calling a state of an emergency for power usage, <laughs> there were some brand thermostats that were forcing them to cut back on their cooling, and yeah. they were not happy about that. So there's definitely a balance of how far the automation and the technologies can go where they still have control. So it'll be an interesting evolutionary process in all of that world and right now a lot of things are proprietary to the brands they don't make across all spectrums so i think as there becomes something that's universal like bluetooth was for wireless connecting and wi-fi is i think as that merges into all of those technologies we'll see that becoming way more prevalent but that's the issue right now I have this brand of this and this brand of that, and they don't talk to each other, so i got to go to separate apps and do all that kind of stuff. And it becomes information over, uh, overload yeah. uh, for everyone. I mean, you, you sort of pointed out the Apple effect, right, where, uh, you know, keep it simple, stupid, and uh, people will adopt it, right, whereas things get Correct. Uh, incrementally more complicated. But the irony is uh, Apple is more complicated now than uh, <laughs> yeah. almost anything else, right? You go down any sort of section and unfortunately simplicity breeds complexity in order to, you know, sort of exactly. uh, uh, be different from Samsung or be different from somebody else. And that's the, you know, that's the interesting part, right? Is, you know, you get the mm-hmm. fridge and the fridge can order dinner, but you know, Oh, it doesn't talk to my toaster <laughs> anymore. And you know, I mean, the, the younger folks need to, to, to automate everything. So they have more time to sit on Facebook and like watch short videos. Right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I find that area just so interesting. Certainly, you know, real estate is, uh, uh, and the halo effect that it sort of provides to, you know, all different industries in terms of, you know, building and products and so on and so forth. The, the house is obviously one of the biggest areas that you, that you ever own. Um, but, you know, the items inside of it oftentimes are, uh, you know, very, very important purchases and very, very expensive purchases. And so, you know, uh, just to get a sense of what you know, what is uh, appealing to buyers at this point, because uh, it's not as much the big yards or the 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 you know the the neat neighborhoods as it is. You know, does it have this uh, special smart home, so on and so forth? So obviously, as you said, it's a little early, but it seems like it's uh, definitely picking up uh, uh, momentum. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gone. I'm joined by Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. 
Right now, we've got the Dow futures up 89 points or 0.28% after the close. The S&P futures higher by 14 points or 0.36% higher to 4036. And the NASDAQ futures up 73 points or 0.59%, 12470. Oil right now trading 8329 and the 10-year at 331. From an economic standpoint, not a ton tomorrow. We've got wholesale inventories that'll be out. Those are for July. Uh, consensus is for eight-tenths of a percent. And we have earnings from Grocer Kroger, uh, who's had a very strong year overall. A lot of the grocery companies have done pretty darn well uh, passing on those higher prices. So uh, I'm going to come back to you, Aaron, and uh, I'm going to flip it around a little bit. And sort of the topic of tonight's show was, you know, what differentiates, you know, the, the many, many, many real estate agents we have have out there from the very, very few that are, you know, the best. Um, and in your seat, you know, for, uh, you know, someone who is looking to hire an agent, what would be the things that you would look for that uh, would, you know, uh, show you that uh, this person uh, uh, has the skills that are needed to, you know, get the job done for me? Yeah, the biggest thing is going to be right now experience. Um I'm not saying that people that haven't been through this type of market don't have the ability to take someone through it, but mm-hmm. you know, this is a market that takes a lot of communication, a lot of understanding, a lot of explanation. Um, I heard this great quote many, many years ago, uh, which is a mark of a good leader is someone who can take complicated or complex things and make them easy to understand. And so really that's where we're at, where, it's, it's about, you know, it's kind of a dead horse we've beat many times, education, 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 helping people understand, building expectations, and that's only going to come from somebody who has experience or somebody who's being well-mentored by somebody mm-hmm. who has that experience. So those are key factors. Um, the other thing it, that's really big right now is read reviews and make sure that they're doing uh, a lot of business. And I, I say that because you want a realtor that's making decisions that's going to be best for you, not best for them to pay their mortgage payment or their car payment or any other payment. And right now mm-hmm. we've gone from a very crazy busy market where if you had a pulse and a license, you were going to make a lot of money mm-hmm. to now it's going to take people being a lot more strategic and knowing the market and having to understand how to move product. So those are the basic key factors that if just those two things are good, everything else will fall in line because you can't hide and lie when you have reviews that expose how you work in reading those reviews. I mean, they're going to be people that have utilized that person and you're looking for keywords like honesty. Um, they felt they made the process very easy. They advised all the different outcomes, that kind of stuff. That's where are the, the reviews? Factors. Where are the reviews located that are reputable for people to be looking? So I always tell people, um, honestly, Zillow is kind of the Yelp of our industry. Okay. Uh, it's the it's probably the best place to review what somebody's doing. It'll show a revolving last twelve months of business, so you know okay. exactly how much business a person's doing. And one of the reasons or or justification someone may uses, well, I don't use Zillow. That's why my stuff isn't on there. Well, that's, that's fine and all, but if you're in this industry, you kind of have to use it all. And that, that in itself is kind of a qualifier. They should be on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com and all the other 50 other websites. So you got to look for the reviews, but they should be there. 
Um, and Google. Google also will post reviews. Okay. No, that's super helpful. I think, you know, those are the kind of things that not everybody would know, right? I mean, in terms of, yeah, you know, you Correct. look at a picture or get a, you know, on the side of a, a house that you're looking at is somebody's face. But, you know, there's places where you can go and do research on who's going to represent you, like you said. And, and uh, I like it because I've asked you a similar question before, and, and it's been a similar answer, which I think is, is solid to hear. The things that are important to you uh, uh, are consistent, and that's, that's dynamite. Um, do you have a uh, phone number for folks to uh, get in touch with Aaron? Yeah, our office number is 775-673-6700. Awesome. Well, thank you very much again. I always have a ton of fun uh, when you're on the show, my friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure. So uh, I thank all of you for listening in as well and uh, uh, hope you have a wonderful evening and look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. From the office of Sanchez Wealth, I am Jason Gaunt, News Talk 780 KOH. On air. Online, on demand. News Talk 780-KOH. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.